The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPNT-FM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com. With Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Selvin Vaughn, Action Jackson in for Kenneth Iggy Strode, who is ill, and the Plowhawk is on the ones and twos. Come, friends, gather around, text into the Engineer Design Facilities text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Call it for a hookup Friday on St. Patrick's Day. We're going to connect listeners, 636-9004-TMA, or email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. And Doug, look at Jackson. He wants to talk about the tournament. Yeah. You sure? He has his Cardinal baseball hat on. I thought I'd see some sort of Mizzou paraphernalia. No? I don't have any Mizzou hats. Well, why not? I, I couldn't tell you. None of us wore green either. I got dressed and forgot it was St. Patty's Day. Can I pinch you? I guess I didn't I guess wear green either. Nobody did. I don't have a piece on. Okay. Tim, I assume you're wearing a green shirt. I actually am not, uh, and uh, I'm kind of uh, mad at myself. Yeah, I can Candidly, see now, I did put a, uh, a green stud in that new nipple piercing I got on <laughs> Wednesday, counts. so I guess that counts. Sure. An emerald. Uh, <laughs> when, a, when a gentleman gnaws upon it later on in the day. <laughs> you going private with but, someone? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go. I'm going to have a cocktail and take the edge off and watch more tournament. Doug, Missouri is going to the the round of 32, and they're going to take on another set of Tigers, and it's Princeton. Oh, yeah. Boy, they looked good yesterday. Once Kobe Brown gets gets the stroke in it, you know, he, he couldn't miss there in the second half. Yeah, he's red hot. Second half. The last 10 minutes of the second half were that was the peak that they played at yesterday. Yeah. So you were pretty happy about this, no doubt. Yeah, I was fired up. It was uh, it was great to see, and uh, I felt like the whole game they had Utah State out of rhythm, and uh, it resulted. I eventually knew Mizzou would go on a run, and they absolutely did, and it was led by Kobe Brown. Why did so many people try to tell us how dangerous Utah State was? How could you look at that team and say, "Yeah, they're favored to beat Missouri"? Yeah, we know they're not ranked. We know they haven't beaten anybody, but hey, they come from a a mid-major, yeah, sure, they'll be they'll be a snootful. They weren't. They had nothing. Yeah, they were supposed to be such great three-point shooters. No, no, they, they, were not. they didn't do anything that, that was very impressive. Well, you, you saw the way that Missouri defended the three. I mean, they were out there the moment that the ball was out there beyond the arc. That was a, a huge part of Dennis Gates's game plan, and it executed it. And if I'm not mistaken, Jackson. Utah State didn't have a three in the first half. Is that right? They did not. They did not. Hit a, they hit a three, but it didn't count because the guy stepped out of bounds first. So, yeah, they had zero threes in the first half. Huh. Yeah, I, I just can't believe that team was favored to beat Missouri. 
believe it or not, I, I hadn't seen. Happens, Doug. I think that's. I, I think that's a good observation. What I think happens is you have however many games in the first round, and when you include the, the first four, I guess that would be 36 if, if the math is correct, and you have a bunch of people talking about filling air, uh, and it's even more so now with you know so many people having podcasts and social media, and people cannibalize takes. I want, to, I want, to, I want that to be the phrase of today. Cannibalize, cannibalize takes. takes. And so you watch the, the initial coverage, and Jay Billis uh, was taking Utah State. I felt like somebody else, Jack, talking about Utah State in the early on, right after the, bra- the brack. I'm sorry, brackets were revealed. Yeah, and yeah. People, I mean, all the experts—not all, but a lot of the experts—were all over Utah State. Even Tyler Hansbrough. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Well, he's not a big Missouri guy. <laughs> uh, that uh, that people cannibalize takes, and it just kind of they, they feed into each other, and so uh, that's what I think plays a role in that. Because yeah, watching it, and maybe Utah State would say they didn't have a great game, but they're well. I mean, hey, it got close at times, but Missouri was able to pull away, and and I think those two teams play ten times, and I think Missouri wins at eight times. Yeah, I think so too. I think Missouri's clearly the, the more athletic, faster team. And a lot of these games are, are a track meet now. It's just how fast can you get up and down the court? Right. But I think. But the, what a contrast in styles it's going to be Saturday at 5 10 when it's Tigers versus Tigers, Bazori against Princeton. Do you consider it a huge break that Princeton shocks the world and just like Norfolk State did to Bazori? In 2012, as a 15 seed, Arizona goes down at the hands of, as Charles Barkley called it, the Swart Kids <laughs> in Princeton. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I know that a bunch of future investment bankers can put together one good game and beat <laughs> Arizona. I don't know that they'll beat Missouri. I would think Missouri would, wouldn't have much trouble with them. Well, see, and that's, like, I guess the initial thought, but, you know, you have to respect the team if they're made to determine, especially after beating uh, you know, Arizona, a team like Arizona, who's so big and powerful. I mean, they're a really good team. But if you would have asked me, you know, five minutes after Mizzou beat Utah State, whether I'd rather play Arizona or Princeton, I would, you know, like I said earlier or in the break or before the show, I would jump out the gym screaming, I want to play Princeton. Oh, yeah. So I, I think it's it's a it's a solid break, but you got to respect your opponent, Doug. If, uh, if the Zebras will put away the whistle, Missouri will be in good shape. Because <laughs> I, I think I heard the stat that they— they lead uh, everyone still in the tournament in steals this year. Yeah. They certainly led their conference in steals. Yeah. So if, if they can get away with playing a very physical pressure-type defense, yeah. and, and a lot of times in the tournament they, they let them do that, then Missouri is a snootful to play. I've always said Princeton is dangerous. You've never mm-hmm. said that. Go back, Tigers. Backdoor <laughs> cuts left and right. All right. Every time I see him, I think of, of Bill Bradley, <laughs> the pride of Crystal City who went to Princeton, Princeton. Lit, it, lit it up there. Almost took them to the national title when he was there. I think Bill Bradley was number one overall pick in the NBA draft one year. Let's find out. I think that was the year Sam Bowie was picked number one, no, and then Jordan picked no. two. I know before that. Bill Bradley is look it up. Uh, yes, Senator Bill Bradley, New Jersey. Uh, Plowhawk, would you like to issue a statement on the Fighting Illini's 2022-2023 campaign, which is uh, no longer with us? Yeah, dumpster fire. Throwing the <laughs> trash, man. Just absolutely. I shouldn't be surprised. 
Were you crestfallen? They averaged like 56 points a game in the last four tournament games. I shouldn't be surprised that they cannot shoot. Yeah, Brad Underwood should be on the hot seat. Oh. Hmm. First hot I take. Love Is him, that a cannibalized take? Well, look what he's doing. I mean, he does have the most big 10 wins in the last four years, so tough to not justify the success. But, I mean, the whole deal of college basketball getting in the tournament, and I don't care about these little fluff wins in November and January. I'm just oh. done with them. Yeah. So it, it's similar to, like, hockey season for me now that I am zero interest in Illinois regular season basketball at this point because— you know, they just shine this little thing on a pedestal and say, oh, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this cool toy, and then just absolutely just are trash when it matters. So well, Don't get so down on your bunch. Well, I'll have a lot more time to do things because I'm done with the tournament. <laughs> I am crestfallen after that misery. <laughs> I don't mind losing, but to do it that way is I'm good. A lot of pretty good teams go down in the first round. Virginia's out. We talked about Arizona. Yeah, a lot of teams fire their coaches and get better after a first round. Oh, and are you, out, are you so. calling for heads? Give me Ricky Damn Patino, baby. Oh. I would. I don't oh, care about this. Ricky Patino. Look, look. Miller's still playing for Alabama. Beer just got hired at Ole Miss. It's wild west in college athletics. Yeah. I don't care. Give me yeah, Rick Patino all day of the week. I'm I'm just done with mediocrity and and Brad Underwood ain't recruiting these dudes. Our three amazing assistants are getting all these recruits. It's not like Brad Underwood is the sole recruiter. What's happening in the background, Tim? <laughs> Hello? Yes, yeah, what's going on back there? there? Hello? My nurse <laughs> well, I tee off here in about 10 minutes in this event, and I try, I'm trying to do the show oh. for the first 20 minutes because poor Jackson, you know, fresh off of his live stream, which Jackson, I mean, it was a, it was a five star success. Am I correct? Yeah, that was uh, it was super super fun, and a lot of people were in there hanging out. It was great. Really? Yeah. I, did, did the balloon party people come in once? Once they saw Missouri ah. won, they probably left. I would have thought the same thing, but we had the I had the highest number of people right at the end of the game when it was secure, like with like thirty seconds left. That's when it reached its peak. How many were watching? Yeah. It peaked at three hundred and twenty-five people. Really? Oh, you better not tell Ken that after his eight eight friends who gather every Wednesday. That's like two months of cooking shows. <laughs> you, better keep, you better keep that information confidential. I will anyway, uh, I'm I'm playing in a in a tournament. Uh, Doug, a member guest here. Uh, we played yesterday our first match, and we have two matches today, and they tee off, uh, or we tee off at 7.30, and then, uh, and then I don't know, I guess right after that, probably, uh, I don't know, I guess right 10, 10.30 St. Louis time. And then I'll head over to right by where the Cardinal Ballpark is, and I will enjoy some libation. So huh. that, is, uh, that is my game plan, but I wanted to uh, join in the conversation before the uh, festivities as I'm taking today's program and balloon party off yeah. and we'll be back on, uh, on Monday. But I am so, I'm, I'm, I mean, listen, I'm as a Missouri guy, I'm happy for Missouri, but I'm so happy for Jackson. His love for the Tigers is so pure. And I know Jackson, you were so emotionally leveraged uh, that, you know, to get this win and it's the first time they've won since uh, what you were, 11 or 12 yeah, yep. in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, a real chance, a six-point favorite to beat Princeton. I, the thing about Princeton, because I will have to, I will have to go and just ball strike up a storm, oh. is, the, the, is that uh, 
is that Missouri, to me anyway, success comes from being able to run up and down the floor. Making one of the top offenses to whatever the hell they wound up holding them to yesterday. But I know Arizona had a real tough time scoring in the final yeah. 10 minutes after getting an 11-point lead. And so as weird as it sounds, listen, I mean, if you give me a choice, Princeton or Arizona, I'll take Princeton all day long. But it is a, it is certainly, I mean, it might be the absolute prime kind of team that could cause Missouri problems. And, you know, to lose to a 15 seed uh, would, would color, I think, Missouri's season in a way for those on the outside to crap on it. So I could see that being the case. Uh, but with that said, at the very least, they've won a game in the NCAA tournament. They now have 25 wins. And if you would have given that, you know, as your scenario in November and really even December, people would have taken it in an absolute heartbeat. And on the other side of things, they now are a six-point favorite to get to the Sweet 16. That bracket, sorry, bracket, now has lost its number four seed with Virginia losing to Furman. And with uh, with who's the three seed? I don't know who, Arizona. Excuse me, the three seeds still going. So, I mean, Missouri uh, has a legitimate chance, truly legitimate chance. Uh, you got Baylor and Creighton uh, above them in that in the bottom half of the South bracket. A legitimate chance to get to the Elite Eight. I mean, that is a that's a real thing. And I don't know how many people were really, truly, I mean, you can fill out your bracket, but like, really, if you had to put material dollars on the line, who would have picked that? And now that's there. And uh, that's incredibly exciting. That's all you can ask for as a fan to have that shot. And they have that shot starting with uh, a chance to get to the Sweet 16 for the first time, Doug, since 2009 yeah. tomorrow. Jackson, will you be crestfallen with anything other than a national championship for these Tigers? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I won it all, but you have to also be realistic because if you are to go to the Elite Eight, it's more than likely you're going to see Alabama for the third time. And in the first two, in the first two uh, matchups, we've proven to be ineffective against the Crimson Tide. Well, but it's March, and anything can happen. You know, like uh, I mean, like we said, Princeton and Furman and all these. Cinderella teams like who pull these upsets, they probably lose to the teams they're playing. They play a hundred times. They probably lose ninety nine times. Well, ninety eight in the nine in the high nineties, they would lose. But anything can happen, and anything can change. And so, um, yeah, I, I just I think that this is the best opportunity they've had in a long, long, long time. And you got to take advantage of it. And I, I hear I kind of see people like being like, oh, well, Mizzou plays better as an underdog. And I I think from like bird's eye view they do. But they're seventeen and one in games where they're favored, so the math also kind of tends to. They're say, better as an overdog, right? And then only two teams who have beaten a two seed, only two fifteen seeds who have beaten a two seed, have advanced the Sweet Sixteen. Any guesses? Only Darnell two teams. Poles. Yeah, one of them was last year, and another school I attended. Wasn't it St. Peter's? St. Peter's is one. Oh, Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast yeah. is two. So only so ten teams have made uh, have beaten the. Fifth, uh, the two seed is a 15 seed, and only two of them advance to the next round. Now, when Mizzou played Alabama in the SEC tournament, they 
they were right with them until mm-hmm. the last couple of minutes, and yeah. they shot horrendously Horrible. in that game. If yeah. they if they shoot it all, they they got a chance to win that one. Sure, and the first game was but without Kobe Brown. A big part Brown. of that is Alabama's size and their ability to defend you with that size. So it's not just a case of a team was cold with open looks. But with that said, hey, you get a chance to see a team for a third time. Hello. We lost him. We we lost him. Oh no. I I hear the the sound like he's at a, a bathhouse. <laughs> now he's back. Okay. Like I got a bad signal. Oh. I, either way, I get Doug. I got I got I got we're, we're teeing off soon, okay. and I haven't gotten I haven't gotten loose. And uh, my playing partner is Adam Long's father, Gordon Long. And uh, he expects great things from me, and I can't, I can't let him down. We won our first match. You know who's, who was in front of us yesterday? Initials. Anybody want to guess? Initials. B.K. B. He Arthur. has ties oh. to the Jupiter area. He is the father of a live golf player. The father of a live golf player. B.K. Bob Kramer? Benedict, Bob Kramer was in front of you? Benedict Keimer? Good guess, <laughs> Martin Kimer, uh, Brooks Kepka's father, Kepka's uh. father, who, who is, if you've seen uh, full in the flattering episode about his son. Um, so anyway, uh, I will uh, I will bid you adieu. I may chime in if we have time, and I know everybody's uh, wants to know how we do in this match. Mm-hmm. So I'll, uh, I'll I got I heard something there. Yeah, uh, but uh, Jackson, this is I mean, fly like an eagle as you run. The, like the prince that you are, and talk Missouri basketball, and get everybody fired up for tomorrow night against Pittsburgh. You mm. bet, Tim. Hit him straight out there. All, all right, right, Tim. Hit him straight. Yep. See you, boys. All right, yeah. see us. I hate the tournament. <laughs> why do you hate it? You wouldn't have hated it if Illinois had won. Exactly. This is why. Did you stop watching completely after they lost? No interest in any of it. Well, I mean. Uh, I had no interest in the last two games of the evening, no. I don't think there's many. There's a couple of good games today. A lot of good games today. I'm excited to watch Gonzaga. Even games you think aren't going to be good sometimes right. are. Did you think the Princeton, Arizona, or Furman, and Virginia, like that's yeah. the tournament, anything? I mean, you're usually the 16 versus one seed. You can uh, kind of mark that down as not going to be a great game, but... Any other game, like, totally out there. I mean, I thought Penn State, Texas A&M was going to be a game of the night, and it Penn State rolled them. It was a good day for the SEC. Uh, Texas A&M lost. Everybody else won, right? Yeah. Uh, Tennessee won. Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas won. Auburn won. Yeah, really uh, really big day. I was I was riding hard for uh, Tony Bennett and the Virginia Cavaliers saying, you know, don't worry, people are going to tell you Furman's the play because Virginia loses in the first round. Don't believe that. And then uh, I, I actually think, Plowhawk, I, we have the call of it uh, in the system. Um, of the end of the Furman and Virginia game. Virginia was up two, about 10 seconds left. Oh, yeah. Full court press, and then uh, this happens. Hit the lever, Plowsy. Well, you heard me. Thomas Cedric on the best free throw shoot. Clark in a straight jacket. Oh, he didn't need to do that. He threw it away. Ping, Pagese. Wow! 
Well, you couldn't tell what happened on that call. All right, I'll, I'll explain it. Uh, Virginia caught it, was kind of cornered uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in a full court press. Ooh. Just trying to run out the clock. Just trying to run out the clock. Had an, just trying to get fouled, really. Um, and had an option to, on the other end of the court, still in the backcourt, but had an option wide open. Instead, hurls it to about half court where nobody was there. I mean, the guy was closer to the free throw line than he was uh, to the half court line on the other side in the front court. Easily picked off, and they knocked down a three. And that is a mental mistake that cost them Ew. another, you know, another round in the dance. What you need to do, like, I don't get why players, like, the rafters are huge. You're not going to probably hit, just literally throw it straight up in the air as high as you can. That would have been a on, option. Am I correct on that? It probably takes a second or two to go all the way up and all the way down. Probably. It's not something that crosses your mind, though, no. at the, in, a line in the moment. A line-drive, 50-yard path, dead center court with nobody there no. is also one of the worst options in that scenario. It looked like the ball was going out of bounds. He was trying to save it from going out of bounds and hurled no, it back no, over he his head. Trapped. No, he could, he could have essentially held the ball and just waited to get fouled. Yeah. There Instead, was, he just tried to throw it the other side of the court. And I, I don't like to do this against, like, a, I mean, he's younger than I am, the person, the guy who threw it, but... It's a, it's a boneheaded mistake. It's one that you'll never forget because yeah. there was five or six other things he could have done that would have resulted in either a foul or Virginia just running out the clock, and he did the one thing that you just cannot do, which is that's the reason they didn't foul is because they're trying to force a turnover because yeah. you, you, they were up two. You knocked down both free throws. The game's pretty much over, and they got exactly what they want, and credit to the guy on Furman for knocking down the shot. I mean, that's a— uh, just because yeah, you get it was the steal. still a thirty-foot shot. Yeah, it's just because you get the steal doesn't mean the shot is. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. Mr. Lex texting and call a timeout. I I don't remember if they had a timeout, um, but yeah, I mean that's another thing. But uh, honestly, it all happened so fast that yeah. there's not a lot of time to call a timeout. I think we actually also have Tony Bennett's reaction. Uh, to what happened. At oh, the I'd love to game. hear that. Hit the lever plow. The pass at the end, you know, we missed a front end of a bonus. We missed, a, um, you know, made one out of two. So there's some free throws that could assault it that away. And, um, you know, I'll have to see on tape how it all played out. But um, again, it just, it's that feeling of it's there. I think we're going on to the second round or the whatever round we call it now. And then it's gone. And that's, that's, a, that's a gut punch. Yeah. And people are texting in that Virginia did have a timeout to burn. But again, once you throw the ball in there, you're not you're not thinking your player is gonna just hurl it down the court no. for a turnover. Maybe maybe the kid thought there was like one second left. That's right. what no I'm matter saying. what I do, it's right. over. But either way, it's still a mental mistake because you gotta know how much time's left on the clock. Well you can't constantly be looking at the clock if you're holding on to the ball and you got guys yeah, trying to steal it from you. You gotta have the clock in your head. I think they miscounted in his head because it looked like he was just trying to Burn off the last second and a half, yeah, but yet probably. there was four or five seconds yeah. still left. Because yeah, like it's easy for us because there's there's five clocks we can look at while watching right, it on exactly. the TV. Yeah, you're right. So it's easy to be like, oh man, the two point yeah. two seconds left in his head. He's probably like, oh crap, right. this game's about over. Yeah. When your adrenaline's pumping, you think time's moving a lot faster than it is. Right, and you're not looking at the clock. Right. You can't. And so it's tough to like one mistake is like what everyone's going to focus on. But he, Tony Bennett's right. You make free throws in March. Make your free fools. Then Man, you never the, have that op, uh, the, that option. The kid was getting dragged on Twitter. That's tough. I mean, they do get paid now. And at 18, you're an adult, and I've argued against being the kid factor. But, man, dude, like, 
It was just one oh, mistake, yeah. and it's on national television. It just biggest stage has got to be demoralizing and brutal. Well, yeah, no matter how old you are, and no matter how much you're getting paid, you make a mistake that costs your team a big game like that. It it haunts you. Yeah, Barstool on point going, "What an idiot! Look at the jackass pass." It's like, yeah. man, dude. Look what that mistake did to Bill Buckner. It just ruined his life. That yeah. ground ball went through his legs. Right. It's it's a. Uh... It's really tough, yeah. Especially, if, I mean, yeah, I, I I know that the the kid thing, but he is. He's really, I mean, really young and yeah. paid or not, like you know, it's still you're still gonna. I mean, I'm sure he got terrible, terrible things in his. Oh, I I wouldn't want to open. I would yeah. I'd literally throw my phone away, right? Get a like, whole new phone yeah. and an, basically a brand new social media. <laughs> absolutely brutal. Uh, I don't think Fred Merkel ever recovered from Merkel's boner. I don't know if I'm familiar with who's Boner. That Merkel's. Is Boner like a bonehead play? Yeah, I think he was with the Cubs going back like the early part of the 19th century, and they they had like the bases loaded in the ninth inning, and it was late in the pennant race. He's a runner at first. A guy gets a hit, drives in the winner winning run, but Merkel didn't run to second. He didn't. He never touched second. So the outfielder picked the ball up, stepped on second base. He's out because it's a force out at second, even though the run scored before. It's a force out, so the run didn't count. Cost the Cubs the game, eventually cost him the, the pennant. And they call it Merkel's Boner. It haunted him. What year was this? Early 1900s, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Maybe, you... maybe the 20s. <laughs> so when you say Merkel's Boner, you, well, you expect people to just... Well, it's a well-known baseball play. So when he went to the nearest speakeasy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He really heard it from the patrons. Oh, gosh, I'm sure he did. He's 22, and he made that insane pass in 2019 to force OT in the Elite Eight against Purdue. UVA doesn't have a ring without him. That's from Big Ten Tulsa. Okay, yeah, I didn't that, know they, People were post- posting that video. He made a beautiful pass, uh, I, I want to say to DeAndre Hunter, but I could be wrong on that, uh, in 2019. That's the thing. Like That's what I would say about Tony Bennett. Like, you can make fun of Virginia all day because they lost to UMBC as a six, when they were a one seed playing a 16 seed in 2018. And they lost again here in the first round. But in between those two things, they won a national championship. Yeah. So it's kind of tough to be like, oh, Tony Bennett's a bad coach. Virginia's a bad program when they literally won that. He like, right. And look how many games come right down to the end. Right. Is everybody who, who didn't make the three-point mm-hmm. shot, are they bad coaches? And everyone who did make it, oh, you're a right. good coach. You need a new job, better right. job, big raise. Yeah. Hey, it's Jackson here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash mckernan50 and use code mckernan50 to get 50% off. That's code mckernan50 at factormeals.com slash mckernan50 to get 50% off. Uh, this is the Munganast 7 o'clock hour here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Ken Iggy Strode is out ill again today. Tim is off today, but he was kind enough to join us right before his tea time uh, earlier today in this segment. So thank you to him. So today it's uh, on my right, we got Douglas Sullivan Vaughn, uh, many Emmy Awards 
Uh, oh. Just the, one of the, the greatest guys to work with and generally cute. Um, oh, well, that Douglas much is true. Oh, yeah. And that much on, is true. Back on TV as well. And then on the ones and Full twos, uh, president of the Brad Underwood Fan Club, Western Illinois' finest, the pride <sighs> of Canton, Illinois, uh, Darren the Plowhawk Atkins. Let's I'm actually Jackson with you. A little three-man <laughs> weave action today uh, on the on the presentation. So uh, get involved. Text on in 314-881-TMA5. You can call in. I don't I know how we're going to answer the phones. No, nah, actually, can... don't call in today. Why I'm not? not in the mood. I don't care. Let him rip you. I'm not going to look at it. Even if I see the phone ringing, uh, I, don't let have, him rip you. I don't have headphone cords that are long enough to I get to the phone. you almost broke your neck while I told you to get the phone for Dude, Tim these, these are the worst. Can you move that to your side? Why can't you just no, pick that thing up? No, it's 80s. Well, he's not here. Just pick well, it up. I can't. Here. I don't think I can pick that thing yeah, up. Cables. I'll show you how to pick it up. There's cables and stuff. I wouldn't mess with it. But 636-904-TMA, you might just be calling into nothing, but we'll try. We'll, we'll periodically peek. Yeah, so if you get the timing right, uh, coming up later in the show, we'll have the design air heating and cooling email of the day. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after. Doug, tell me a little bit about the great Ryan Kelly. Well, he wants to help you with your finances, and there's a couple ways to do that. With inflation here, people are taking on more debt than ever. If you're a homeowner, you can leverage your equity, put the equity in your home to work for you with a simple cash out. Refinance. You refinance your mortgage, you take some money out, you pay off those insane credit card interest rates that are now over 24% on the average, 24% interest on your credit cards. It's the highest it's been in over 30 years. With inflation, people are carrying more debt than ever. Put that equity to work for you with a simple cash-out refi. The home loan expert, uh, the clients receive over $54,000 on average when they refinance a, a mortgage. Imagine what you could do with that. You could pay. Hopefully, you're not any deeper in credit card debt than that. But even if you are, that's just the average. You can pay off those high-interest credit card debts with a refi. People do it every day. I've done it twice, not for credit cards, but for college tuition, and it works. It's a great thing to do. If you're thinking of buying a home this year, the process is not as complicated as you think with the Home Loan Expert. They make the pre-approval process easy. Get yourself pre-approved today, the day you call in, and they will provide you a lower rate with that famous 10-day closing guarantee. That's Ryan Kelly, your Home Loan Expert, the website, thehomeloanexpert.com. And let me tell you about my pant. Oh. That pant is Muggsy. You know, so in the second half there, Doug, uh, with Missouri, they kind of felt like they got comfortable. They yeah. started looking good. Well, that's what Muggsy does. They're, they make tournament trousers. Absolutely. They make you look yeah. good. While also being comfortable, you don't have to sacrifice style for comfort. You can have both with Muggsy. I'm currently wearing the Muggsy all black joggers, super comfortable. Those are almost clam diggers. Do they make a nice clam digger? I don't know if they make clam diggers or okay. uh, what's the other thing you want? Chaps? I'm not sure Chaps? on yeah. that. But they got everything else. You know, whether it's jeans, which are world famous, super comfortable, made from their insane stretch material that moves and grooves with you, not against you. They got the joggers. They got the chinos. They got shorts for the summer, swimwear, jackets, cashmere, flannels, staples that every guy needs in his closet. So head on over to Muggsy.com. Use that promo code TMA. And what that gets you is 10% off your entire order. You can be perusing the website, pick out three, four, five different things because you're going to like everything you see. I would think, yeah. And then what you're going to do is you enter the promo code TMA. That gets you 10% off your entire order with free shipping and free returns. How are you going to beat that? Again, the promo code is TMA when you head to Muggs.com. 10% off your entire order. Free your balls once and for all and experience life-changing comfort. With Muggsy. Get yourself some bracket bitches. <laughs> nice. See? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, mm -hmm. clip that one off. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like Doug got <laughs> babysitting the two nephews that nobody likes. That's from Jonathan, <laughs> oh. Jonathan Mardukas. What kind of comment is we that? We are like the bottom three in talking percentage. Remember right. that? Probably, right. yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's pretty exciting that we're kind of the show pony today. Yeah, we're right. kind of a, a like a 13 seed right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Going up against the four seed, but you know anything we got a can fluky happen. Fluky win in round one, <laughs> foul trouble. The other team coach took a couple of technicals. <laughs> We're all that's left. Jackson's live stream was gold. Love what happened at the 55 minute mark. Takes a drink from his phallically shaped black water bottle and starts moaning. It's from Dingle My Berries. Now why were you moaning? I don't remember that. I was, I was on stream for two hours and some change. How so. did you do? You just set a tripod up, your phone on a tripod? No, I just had this old laptop on, uh, I have a coffee table book, and I just oh. sat on top of my coffee table book Okay. and on my coffee table and watched from my couch, and people just hung out, watched, you know, they probably had the game on their television, maybe on their laptop or phone were watching with me, and it was pretty fun, man. There's a lot of great people in there hanging out. Talking it over. Were you at, you were answering questions? Sure, sure. During TV timeouts and uh, the halftime, I was answering some questions, breaking it down. People were giving their thoughts. You know, it was really fun. It was a very positive community of people enjoying the tournament, and that's what it's all about. It's all Did about you take together. timeouts to go to the refrigerator and get some refreshments of so, any kind? So I um, I tried my best to stay in front of the laptop because otherwise, like, it's just there's nothing. Right. So like. I, I the first pee I took was at the final TV timeout, which was a miracle. Like I thought I would have to go three or four different times because I was hammering water, but uh, no, I only had to pee once, which was great. The one problem was when someone rang my doorbell during the stream. Oh, who would have the nerve? I have lived in this place for a year, like I think a year to the day today, and I have never had anyone ring my doorbell. Oh, UPS. I don't know. There's no package there. I don't know who was. Someone I, stole I, it. I think people, maybe someone was going door to door or something, but I didn't answer it. And so people were like, why are you freaking out that someone rang your doorbell? I was like, because no one rings my doorbell. Does it, does it worry you when someone rings your doorbell? Yeah, because if someone was like coming to my place, they would text me and be like, hey, I'm coming by. Like no one ever just shows up unannounced. And so, yeah, it scared huh. me. Uh, Jackson, I absolutely love the live stream. You have a wealth of basketball knowledge and it's entertaining as hell to watch you anguish over the outcome of the game. It's from the 618. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Uh, The live stream of Jackson being paranoid for about 20 minutes that someone rang his doorbell was gold. It's from Uncle Cucker. (laughs) It was fun to see Jackson tweaking, looking out of his windows. I was. I was like, I was like, afraid uh, that uh, it was someone coming to get you. Like a recluse. Like, like, like I was, and I also had the blinds closed because the glare coming off outside was affected the stream. So I had my blinds closed and a lamp on. I looked like a total recluse. Like I looked like Howard Hughes. Yeah. That's what happens now. Someone comes to your door, you die behind the couch. Look out! They may see you. <laughs> I just if if this was like the first week I was there and someone did it, I wouldn't have been tweaked out. But I never had anybody ring my doorbell in the time where I've lived there, unless they were like I knew they were. Maybe coming. it was a young girl trying to sell you Girl Scout cookies. I've bought enough Girl Scout cookies to be honest with you. Oh. I don't know about you guys, but I've been buying. I had I bought a lot of Girl Scout cookies yeah, this year. Now, when we had young page views in here, he had a couple guys with cameras running around following his every move. Do you, do you see yourself doing that at some point because this is such a big success? No. And, and I, I mean, we teased it for a while on this, and I think people hung out. I don't know. I, I kind of want to do it Saturday, but 510, I don't, I don't know my plans for Saturday. I might have a buddy coming in town who never comes in town, and I want to hang out with him. And Klaus? What's his Klaus, name? Klaus. I think of the Prod Joe. Oh. Knuckles. No, yeah. <laughs> who is this guy? Uh, Knuckles sounds like, how do you get that? 
I don't want to hear the story of how you got oh, that nickname. No. Right. But um, but I don't know my plans, but I hope <laughs> to stream again because it was really fun. And I'm a superstitious guy. Mizzou won their first game that I oh. live stream, so I kind of want to keep consistency a little bit. Now, if they win and the game's over about 7, you go out and go to the, the wheelhouse and dance by yourself again? Uh, I don't know about by myself, but yeah, Saturday I plan. You would go out big time. Blow if it they up win, absolutely. If they win, absolutely. If they lose, my God. I don't know. I'll be so distraught. You won't go out at all? I mean, we'll have to see. It might, the tone of going out there might be different. There's never much of a reason to be 24 years old, single on a Saturday night, and sit in your apartment alone. Right. No, I agree. You'd have to really be sick. Right. I want, like e- Even just like hanging out with people is better than just chilling by yourself. So. Oh, yeah. It's kind of sad to think that you would do that. But the depression could run so deep <laughs> if they should lose on a buzzer beater or something that oh. you couldn't handle it. Oh. Well, I just would be in a terrible mood. I don't want to go out... Uh... Uh, Howard Hughes was way less pasty. That's from Big Old Fan. Mm, well, nice. you didn't get much either. Uh, if you don't stream and they lose, how would you live with yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. That's from uh, KG and O-Town. KG and O-Town also okay. sends, oh, so I have neighbors, and like, I didn't want to scream a bunch like with my neighbors downstairs. It's like the middle <laughs> of a work day. And so I would I would just kind of silently like flail my arms around when something good happened. And there's a lot of people who've took some gifts of that. The walls are so thin that if you were to cheer for your team, the neighbors would all hear it. The way I cheer, yeah. Not well, how do you cheer? Loud, what, clapping. When you're too. watching by yourself. Yeah. I, I, Doug, I'm like I'm sick, like I'm crazy. I guess it's it's super super weird. Probably, I bet you were fired up watching the game against Arkansas, yelling and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm probably most excited pregame. Why? <laughs> and once the game started. Five minutes in, I knew it was over. And it's true. I mean, that sounds very negative, but it was, I mean, it was 10 to 2, and it, you could just tell. You can, you can tell right away athleticism, want to, give a crap level. Like, mm. Illinois didn't want to be there. They deserve to lose. Well, sometimes the other team is just better. No, nah, I don't think in this case, I mean, it, it, certainly Arkansas is better, but there was zero effort by Illinois. They're just a trash team this year. Oh, come on. You're a little hard on them. That's why I like the transfer portal, because you can take this trash-ass team and then rebuild it in a year. So Dennis Gates proved that. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So you you want to lollygag and be a diva and bitch around on the court? Yeah, and be Who lazy. Who was doing that? Dude, luckily, Mitch Mayer, he's done. Thank goodness. <laughs> you don't like it him? It was a terrible Matt experience. Mayer? Yeah, Matt, he was okay. He was all right, but just... Had one of his worst games of his career and his biggest game, you know. So, uh, looking for a, a refreshing new team. Keep Jade Nebs. We have some good freshmen there. So, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Now, uh, point guard Sky Clark seemed to have transferred from the University of Illinois about yep. five minutes after the loss. Oh, yeah. Mental health must have cleared up. I wonder how that played in the locker room. They're all moping around. <laughs> one guy announces he's out of there. Going to Louisville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing oh, at the Yum Center. Yeah, Coleman Hawkins, I think he had something to say, paraphrasing that, you know, the season was tough because we had a diva point guard who gave all these expectations to us and then left midway through the season. Oh, geez. Didn't say his name, but I was obvious. He was the only player that left. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, well, good luck. Louis, what, Louisville four wins? Yeah, they were And a dog took year. a dump on their court like the last home game really? of the year during like a Frisbee ceremony. Oh, yeah, they're terrible. So he'll fit right in. Underperforming organization who doesn't care about winning. I think he fits in perfect with that. Maybe they're changing the culture over there. We have have, uh, what Brad Underwood's thoughts uh, post-game after the loss to Arkansas. Um, 
And uh, here's Brad. Well, I'd be interested in hearing that. Hit sure. the lever, plow. <laughs> you got it, Dougie. Yeah, my hat's off to uh, Arkansas. Um, they were um, they were better today, and um, they they were uh, uh, very very assertive early. Uh, I thought their defense early was um, uh, was a difference. Uh, we had a hard time getting into offense, um, and then uh, uh, every time we made a run. Uh, we missed a layup, we turned it over, or we missed free throws. And uh, uh, you know, had opportunities. I love our team. They fought, they never they never they never hung their head, they never they never quit. Uh, we forget that one of the youngest teams in power five, we forget we're the um, we lost so much from, from the last couple teams. Uh, so to put a group together and have them fight and compete spe speaks volumes to these young guys and their character. Um, and, uh, you know, we knew there would be ups and downs. But uh, turnovers were the key. Uh, give Arkansas the credit. And, uh, you know, and then the one thing that uh, was probably the most disappointing thing was three offensive rebounds um, for us. But uh, uh, Arkansas deserves the credit, and they, they, they played better than we did today. Yeah, I have to say, spot on with that. I'd have so. to say that Arkansas is a bad draw for Illinois because Arkansas is a team that's been injured throughout the season, but have a ton of talent. Obviously, super well coached. Arkansas has been to the Elite Eight the past two seasons, uh, and Eric Musselman's an incredible coach. And so they're a team that's just now getting healthy, and that's a bad draw. I, I said it early when uh, Nick Smith Jr. came back for Arkansas that whoever they play in the tournament, they might ruin their day because they're going to be like an eight or nine seed, but probably closer to a five seed. And uh, now we've seen what happened with that. I doubt they'll beat Kansas, but uh, that is an unlucky draw for Illinois there. Yeah, I told Doug, more than likely probably lose to 20, by 20 to Kansas. But just getting to the weekend, you know, the excitement of having another game to watch, sure, sure. you know, another opportunity. But I, just how we played, again, I was fine losing. We just shot terrible, just made— They have all year from three-point range. In this era of college basketball, you have to be able to shoot the three. And are, Illinois is one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. I don't. We can't find shooters. We haven't the last few years, but— They yeah. shot 27% from three-point range yesterday. Underwood, That's terrible. Underwood said it great. I mean, it just—I it was, I mean, they, they just flat-out outplayed us, and you, you just can't play like that. Yeah, I, I dug to you, well, your point there was a three-point shot. That That's one of Mizzou's benefits, which is it's a silver lining of a downside. They're undersized. You know, most of the time, Kobe Brown's the tallest player on the floor, but all five guys are threats to shoot. Yeah. And that's a really important thing because you have to play defense 30 feet out for everybody, not just the guards, you know. So the, the lack of post play is, is a problem, and it would have been a big problem against Arizona. Tavellas and Bialo are both, like, seven feet tall and monsters. Yeah. But, uh, I'm still not sold that that's the best way to approach it for everybody, to just constantly be concerned about the three, because there's an awful lot of easy baskets to be made down low. Sure. They call if, fouls if you got a big all guy. the time. Yeah, yeah I'd, I would rather you know score three out of four times down the court on a two-pointer than hit one out of five three-point shots. I actually, I think, and I, kind of, I agree with your premise, uh, I think it's actually more important to be a threat to shoot. Not necessarily always like living and dying by the three, but if all five players on the court are a threat to shoot, then you have to defend it as such. And that creates 
lanes for penetration. Don't say as such. <laughs> but it, it does. It creates penetration. It creates uh, people having to guard you out there. It, there's nothing like when you watch Slew this year, it was kind of frustrating when the Cora would catch at the top of the key and the guy would stand six feet off of him. You know, that completely <clears throat> changes up an offensive game plan uh, when you have that situation. You can't lose games in the NCAA tournament and win. That's and win. Tuba maker. You cannot. No. Uh, for, for much of the first half, ILL had more turnovers than baskets, sign of a great team. That's from Brad and Boca. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the coaching. It's a lot of things. I mean, we kept going on runs, and right when we're about to close the gap, we do just something ridiculous that changes momentum. They go on an 8-0 run, and you're down 12 or 14 again. Like, we just could not gain control of the situation. I mean, we, we fought. From down 17 to where we were, or down 15 Scrappy to bunch. get to five. So I give them credit. They did not stop, but that was mainly because Terrence Shannon just has an absolute motor and RJ Melendez. Yeah, there was, but I mean, Matthew Marin, Deion, I mean, Danger. I mean, they, those two did absolutely nothing. They hurt our team more than anything. Not having a healthy Jaden Epps really hurt too, so. Illinois finished with a record of 20 and 13. What do you think the record would have been if you had been the head coach? Way worse. <laughs> how, many, how, many w, how many W's could you have coached? Oh, eight to 10. Yeah. You could have commanded the respect of the locker room. I think so. Non conference patsies, you could have won 10 at <laughs> no, least. No, well, I would have lost the Texas and UCLA game. There would have been yeah. two more losses. I don't know if you had a game plan for all of them. The Michigan double overtime, I probably would have benched my entire squad because I was yeah. pissed. I think that's guy. why I would lose so many is I, I would take it way too seriously because I'm too much of a fan yeah. and not as much as like a mentor or coach. I would just like to see you stalking the sideline with a program rolled up in your hand and barking at the zebras. Trust me, Doug. If Champagne wants to give me that opportunity, I am 100% all for it. You would take the job? How do you think that would go over with the fan base? We've decided <laughs> to hire a board operator from an HD2 radio station to lead this program for the next 10 years. He's 5'10", 135 pounds soaking wet. Didn't play. But he oh, did hey. drop 28 on Sean Livingston. Yeah, oh, that's right. What, what's his athletic career? Oh, he played intramurals and church league. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would be the first question? That one sentence that you just said. It would be like said, Ted Lasso. Yeah. It would, There's like layers of, okay, mm-hmm. what's the pedigree? It would Why? literally be like that Ted Lasso opening press conference. That's what I imagine it would be. Well, there have been a lot of great football coaches that never played. Sure. But it seems like the other sports... You just had to have played. Although Red Arbach wasn't an NBA player. No. He's widely considered the greatest coach in NBA history, I guess. One of them. All I'd tell him to do is half-court trap, and we're going to just shoot threes all day long. Oh, they'd like to play for you. You're your player's coach. Wow. Oh, yeah. uh, bring up the clip from a few months ago when Plowsy praised the Illini AD for hiring Underwood and Bielema. It's from a new bull eligible. Look, I mm. love our AD. He's amazing. Whitman from, I do believe he's from Washington University. Yeah, yeah he's here. On okay. yeah. He's fantastic. And it, things can change. I, 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 I mean, th- those are two solid coaches, but Brad Underwood hasn't got over the hump. I did give him pre- credit. They have the most Big Ten wins in the last four years. Like, you can't. Well, that says a lot. He, bottom feeders of the Big Ten is like the NL Central in the last couple of years. But not, outside of this year, it was very, very deep with Northwestern and Penn State. But I don't know. I, I think that you got to see, are, are you just willing to be out in the first weekend of the NCAA yeah. tournament every year? 
they have, I mean, it's a huge university with the biggest basketball pipeline in the country right there in Chicago. Like, if you can't get players and compete and do that after year four, year five, that's where you have to talk about maybe a coaching situation. Mm. I still like Underwood. I just don't think he has what it takes to make a deep run. And if that's what you want, then you got to cut bait. I think if I coached, I, I've always had such a soft spot in my heart for the guys sitting on the bench. I'd Mama. say, hey, some of you guys haven't played yet. Sternberg, get in there. <laughs> what the, what, you're I couldn't down, help myself. You guys two, haven't played at all. Down two there. with a minute and a half. Hey, Stern, get yeah. in there. CYC Kobe, rules. Kobe, get out. Everybody's got to play at least 25%. Sternberg, get in there. Yeah, pull out Kobe and, and put in uh, Ben Sternberg. Did you see him us. acting like he was interviewing the, the coach when that was over? Yeah, that well, and he's because that's what he does. He does a thing called the Sternberg Scoop on uh, Mizzou's Instagram where he interviews players and he acts oh, like yeah. a media member. It's really funny. He's a very talented guy that I think will have a career in coaching or media of some sort. He's really good. Um, but I thought that was great that they're – calling Dennis Gates over to do the post-game interview, and Dennis Gates brought the entire team with him yeah, to nice. be behind him. I, I just, I think that's like a really – it's the little things like that that mm. are like the difference between like a coach who, uh, you know, and I don't, I'm not saying like every coach that does an interview by himself is like a jerk, but like it, that's a cool thing to do like because you're nowhere without your team and your yeah. team is nowhere without you, so it's a very symbiotic relationship. Connectivity is one thing that they preach. Doug, you want to play for the day? VCU over St. Mary's. VCU. Oh, yeah. VCU is pretty good. VCU is good. They got this guy with long hair who can shoot the lights out. And uh, St. Mary's has thrown up some duds this year. Um, I like uh, VCU over St. VCU is the only A-10 school that got in, right? Uh, yeah, Dayton I think that's it. In. Yeah, the that's A-10, it. a disaster. Richmond. Yeah, they, this year was a down year in the A-10, which makes it even more frustrating for uh St. Louis University fans. Tim didn't play any professional sports, but I guarantee you he could be a Hall of Fame coach if he ever wanted to. That's from oh, Mr. Licks. Gosh. He's not even here, Doug. Lemonating. This is like... Um, this is, does you no good. He won't even hear it. <laughs> Did you see... And I have to... On the SLU thing, and I love... Trust me, I go to about six games a year. Love me some SLU basketball. Yeah. But Travis Ford would be the sixth highest paid Big East coach. Oh, and is that right? SLU's endowment is sneaky, sneaky huge. Because... They, I forgot why they compared Travis Ford and SLU to the Big East. I'm not for sure why well, they did that. It was right after there's SLU. There's some thought among the fan base that that's where SLU ought to be. Okay. The Big East. So, and, and that opened my eyes to like, how are they not in the tournament and winning every year? If that's kind of the, I mean, he's in, they're in the upper echelon of the Big East in terms of endowment and what they pay their head coach. Yeah. And you play in the, you, in the A-10, which is... It's a good. It's a good basketball. It's college. decent. I mean, I, I top heavy. Like Richmond and VCU and Dayton are going to be like your staples. Correct. But, but you've also got a you've also got a bunch of butt asses in there when you've got to play LaSalle, Rhode Island, and Fordham, right. and that, that, Duquesne, like and St. Joseph's. It's, they play in high school gyms. It's very top heavy. Like the bottom half is 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 garbage. Yeah. But the top half are guy people who have like, geez, VCU went to the. Elite Eight or Final Four one year, and yeah. Dayton's been in there so many times. Slu has been in there so many times. So, like, it's a very top-heavy conference with some real crap at the bottom. Like, LaSalle legitimately plays in the high school gym. But they've been in this conference for a while now, and I think people, people still would like to have some rivalries develop, but some of these schools, you just don't know them at all. I, I, how excited do you get when you hear, oh, Duquesne's coming to town? I'm with you. It's a tough comparison because I realized Creighton with Dana Altman was amazing, mm-hmm. even when they were in the NBC. But I would take that route 
Like, it, just go to the Big East. Look at Creighton's success immediately once they got more money from the Big East, a bigger recruiting reach. They're a top 15 team, like, the last two or three years, getting really sick players. I, I, I think that's the route. You're, they are dying in the A-10. Are we positive the Big East is looking to expand? No, 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 no. no. University? I, I, I'm just saying the Big East went just a comparison for— I, again, I don't know why they wanted to compare Travis Ford to Big East coaches and the endowment for SLU compared to the Big East programs. So you can pick any Power Five, but th- that university is dying Power in the six. A-10. And I love SLU and love SLU basketball, but I think they'd be better off even in the MVC as an upgrade from the A-10. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with well, that. You know where the teams play. You have some regional rivalries anyway. I, I think there's a little bit better games to be played. I'm telling you, the bottom half of the A-10, I get it at the bottom crunch. half. They are. It, it's unreal how bad they are. But you look at the Big East, there's some— legacy programs in there, whether it be Villanova, who's national champions before Georgetown, Butler has been to two national championships, Xavier, Marquette. These are like these are like gener- St. John's. These are generational school. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if SLU commands that like that if you were to look and say like what's the odd t- teams out, it would be DePaul and SLU. You know, DePaul is not much you know, yeah. SLU. Yeah. Well there's no reason they can't get to the level of Xavier or even Marquette. Private schools Marquette's a two seed in the time. Oh, yeah. Look at what St. So Mary's does. Why, why is it just okay that Marquette is always a power and St. Louis is, eh? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, they, you, but you got to create a culture of winning. I mean, Marquette's had NBA Hall of Famers come and play for them, like Dwayne Wade. Like, yeah. you know, Jimmy Butler played at Marquette for a little bit. These are, these are all-star level players. But what's Milwaukee got that we don't have? Uh, um... Uh, that's I, I've coaches. never been to Milwaukee. I haven't either. Nice in the back, summer, it's gorgeous. I would love to go. I've heard great things. Have a you? lot of things to do. I don't know why I haven't been. I mean, uh, it seems like it's St. Louis. It's slightly colder. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like this would be the same type of city? I, I, for, I bet it's cold as hell in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. and I think their city is a little downtown. At least my apologies is a little better. Because the Bucks build a brand new stadium. I think they have Pfizer like three brand, two brand new arenas down there. They're building something new with the Brewers too. Yeah, so I, changing that up. I, I think maybe their downtown is more hustle and bustle. With, yeah, it'd be, you'd be hard to find a downtown that doesn't have more hustle and bustle <laughs> than St. Louis. What are you talking about, Doug? But the city again, like I hate because St. Louis City is fantastic. Great restaurants, great vibe. Like, but everybody outside of St. Louis just looks at St. Louis City and downtown as one. Mm-hmm. And I get why the people do that because it's very, you don't have a lot of cities like St. Louis where you don't want to go downtown in no. the hub. You uh-uh. want to go five minutes out. Like, no mm-hmm. city is like that. North, that Ken- I've been to. North Kentucky versus Houston was wild AF last night. Whole game played like it was tied with uh, 20 seconds left. Yeah, that was a. Uh... That one I didn't see. I was like, you always watch when the when the 16 seed is like close in the second half. Mm-hmm. I, I I felt like Houston towards like the 10 minute mark kind of had the control of it. But and Sasser left the game again hurt. I'm telling, I'm tell, like without Sasser, Houston's a hold. And I know a lot of people have Houston in the Final Four. I just I'm that, I'm nervous about that because when you're so dependent on one player, I mean I'm not saying that they're nothing without Sasser, but. Uh, I've never been to Milwaukee, but I think their downtown is better. What it take, Jesus? That's from three one four. Well, if you just I look, didn't mind it. Well, if you just, my well, my dad has been there several times and talks about it. And also, like, if you just look at aerial shots and like 
it just looks a lot better with. I mean, now with the city and the putt shack and all that, you I, keep I get that. It's putt shack, like it's our biggest For one, if you're on the interstate, if the first thing you see, whatever they did with their building and marketing there, it, it's the cool. first thing you see. But if, our, if a mini golf course, is the best thing we got, we're, we're no better than Myrtle Beach. <laughs> well, right? I'm just, well, we're not better than Myrtle Beach, and we never oh. will. Have you ever been Ouch. to Myrtle Beach? Well, I can tell you the sun goes out and there's boys. sand. I, I, there ain't nothing like that here. I, there, there can be something so Hoosier in Florida, and it's still better than St. Louis because it snows here. So <laughs> well, yeah, weather, I'll give you that, but I don't. I just think well, weather is mixed with an, enjoy, like enjoying right. yourself. Well, and I would I'll much rather live cold. in that. Well, there's and, a lot of cities with worse weather than what we have. Yeah, like I'll, Chicago for one. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I I'll take the hot summers of St. Louis over the freezing cold oh, of Chicago and Milwaukee yeah. in the Ch- winter. Chicago's oh, I ain't living in weather. Chicago ever. I'd live in Milwaukee though. Never been. I didn't <laughs> no. set up a little loft. People Plenty. seem to like it. The people I know that are from there seem to have really liked it. Short drive to your Packer games. Yeah, and how many, like, you can tell by the comparison of how many people live downtown in Milwaukee and say it's great, and how many people live downtown in the city in St. Louis and go, yeah. can't wait to get out. Uh, Biff likes Stephen Wilde, right? no, Stephen okay, Wilde when you're in yeah. a fortress like Biff, blessed for him, but That's like, what it would take, yeah. you know, you, you can feel safe in that building in any scenario mm-hmm. because of... You know, it just is nice. But yeah, Stephen Wildwood, love the guy. He loved the city, but look at him. He's ready to dart. He's ready to go. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Milwaukee has this thing called Lake Michigan. St. Louis ain't got that. Uh, well, if, I, we have the Michigan Mississippi River. Jumping in Lake Michigan year round. <laughs> I feel like it would be pretty cold for a little the bit. The Mississippi looks nasty from a helicopter. It right. looks nasty from a Boeing. Yeah. You, you can't make that look nice outside of a rendering of a stadium. Because yeah. they made that look like, oh my well, it's, gosh. It's really of no use to people for recreational purposes. Like Lake Michigan is, I'm sure. Oh yeah. You know, and when the weather's nice up there, there's probably boaters and everything else. There might be a little beach there. I don't know when the weather gets warm. I can't. Sure the water's still very cold, but yeah. at least there's some recreational opportunities there. There's nothing with the Mississippi River. I can confirm. Well, you, we they Alt those Lake, I guess. those uh, <laughs> those renderings for the new stadium had people jet skiing on the. Yeah, they cleaned Dude. up the river too. It's kind of a light blue. That was gorgeous. I, I I know this sounds ridiculous, but I'm I'm pretty sure there were dolphin fins. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not, I, I'm not I'm not kidding. Suddenly <laughs> salt water also <laughs> river dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. Like looking at it, and the renderings of the stadium were good, but it, it's so I couldn't even picture the stadium there because I'm looking at just crystal blue water. I'm wondering how expensive that project is right. to completely replace the Mississippi yeah, with the, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, uh, those I, fins may have been giant bloated catfish who got <laughs> fat eating the remains of. Bodies that were dumped in there. That's absolutely what it was. Mutated catfish. Mm. I can't confirm Milwaukee's downtown is better. I have been there. Everyone can lay off the two aftercare, after school kids Doug is watching today. That's from Hall of Famer oh. Carlos Spicy. Do you right feel oh. like you're babysitting not, Jackson not, and myself? Not really? No, no. I didn't want it to feel that way. Babysitting. Uh, we have <laughs> the river. De, we have the Depair River. Does Milwaukee have a Depair River? I, river I, Depair. River. I doubt it. Seriously. The beaver to bear. They probably don't have to concern themselves with the flooding that we do. The Mississippi is so choppy. <laughs> like, dude, I couldn't imagine even taking a dip in there. For one, you're getting, like, sliced by serrated knives and rusty yeah. refrigerators. But I couldn't imagine going, mm, let's take a dip. 
Well, if you it's jumped in, it's just dark you'd... brown and it looked like there's a black hole like under the bridge. Oh, like, that's terrifying. The, well, the current's so fast. If you jumped in, you'd be in Memphis in about ten minutes, probably. What about the guy? And we were on air for this, Jackson. I think I've told this story before about the guy. It was like commuting either to Illinois or fr- from Illinois. It was like they were taking the uh, the Stand the Man Bridge. Mm-hmm. I don't know what direction. But apparently, so they, like, had somebody texting and caused an accident and hit this dude's car. And the car, you know, veers off and goes through the guardrails of the bridge, and he flies out of his windshield. And and this is, like, January or February. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And lands in the Mississippi alive, and they rescue him. Like, he had, had like, not a scratch on. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, when he crashed, he went, like, headfirst through... The, the car went to the car, immediately goes straight down with his momentum, yeah. took him a little further past, landed in there, and just got helicoptered out. Like, they did have a crash on him. Lucky break. <laughs> when did, when did this happen? This was four, five years ago. We were in really? the Kirkwood studio, so mm-hmm. it may not have been that long ago. But we were doing a show, and I remember that story coming out. Yeah. And we're thinking, what the hell? How was your drive home, honey? It's completely <laughs> dark, too. So you're talking, oh. not only is it freezing cold, and you just went through a windshield yeah. and then dropped, but you don't know where you are. You have the current going. It's 6, uh, six 7 o'clock in the morning. You would think going through the <laughs> windshield would kill you. You would think falling into the river would kill you. Correct. And then you would drown. You had three different ways to die there. And this and guy just getting helicoptered right out, just like yeah. 20 minutes later. That not rem- like immediately. That reminds me of... Crazy. And I love Iggy, but... Um, Someone called in and someone told the caller to, you know, jump off the stand usual. And um, he then responded, well, I don't think that would kill you. The, what, what's the statue only six feet high? <laughs> I was like, no, oh. it's the bridge, not the oh, stand. Right. Someone was going to jump off the stand usual statue in front of Bush. <laughs> People that aren't sure if they're going to commit suicide <laughs> jump off the statue, it's not pre- the bridge. Next to third base. It's there. preseason. Okay. sprain an ankle. Uh, up on the Illinois Peninsula, people are out on the Illinois and Mississippi rivers every weekend. Not saying it's for me, but people use them like they are the Lake of the Ozarks, boozing, swimming, and skiing slash kneeboarding all summer long. It's from Scott's Wrinkled Balls. But it's That's not by the by downtown, old, though. By lake, right? right? Yeah. Right. Most people utilize waterways. You know, most, most cities with riverfronts actually use them. So I guess yeah. it is weird for people that don't live in St. Louis that come here and just see a slab of cement with a bunch of heroin needles. Yeah. Not that inviting. Instead of maybe infrastructure mm-hmm. and inviting, you know, restaurants and shops and a we walkway right down there. We used to have all that. That would be fun, um, but that'll never happen. So It did happen. I don't think what? It's just gone now. Again, it may ever happen again. No. Crime was among the issues. Uh, it is 8.09 in St. Oh, Louis. We're going to close out the Munganast 7 o'clock hour. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll hear a little bit from Dennis Gates, his post-game thoughts, uh, how he addressed the team after the game, and uh, just so much more. We're talking tournament. We're talking Milwaukee. Uh, we're talking Illinois hoops. Everything under the sun. Text on in, 314-881-TMA5. Get involved with the presentation. Watch on YouTube at youtube.com slash TMASTL. We'll be coming back on the other side of the break with the appliance discounters. 8 o'clock hour. This closes out the Munganess. 7 o'clock hour here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After, broadcasting live from the Michelob Ultra Studios.